2% with Alina Patton-Jones. Hi, my name is Alina and I was originally born in Washington, D.C., DMV. Um, and I grew up in the public school system, graduated from McKinley Tech. I got to say hi to, shout out to all my people. Um, and then you know, started on a journey, uh, like everybody else, trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. Um, and one of the things that I came up with early on is that I wanted to help people. So one of my jobs or where I really got started was at the DC Care Consortium, um, where I worked with people who were homeless, um, mentally ill, and had HIV AIDS at the time. This was in 1990 when Ryan White, Title I money uh, was just coming out because AIDS had become, AIDS had become a, a pandemic um, or actually an epidemic at that point. Um, and people were dying uh, left and right. Um, and it was really hard. And I decided after working with that for five years that I needed a change or wanted to do something different. So at that same point, I met my boyfriend, now husband, um, CJ, and we were dating and he said, I'm moving to New York. And I was like, I'm coming too. <laughs> so I moved to New York things advanced. When I got to New York, I actually left the whole nonprofit arena and became a model. Um, one might ask, how do you go from <laughs> helping people to becoming a model? At the time, I was so burnt out from uh, the job that I was doing and I had lost so many of my clients. Uh, it was appealing to me to come sit on a block of ice maybe and take a picture. Um, and, and that's kind of how I felt about it. So I decided to, to move up to New York, you know, when you're first dating, you're trying to be all cute. So I lost all this weight because my husband's a vegetarian. And so I decided I wanted to become a vegetarian too. So, um, just to be cute, I became really skinny. And because I'm tall, I was like, hmm, maybe I have something there. So uh, walked into a couple of different modeling agencies and got picked up as a model and did that for many years. Um, and then I got married and pregnant um, and decided to do a little bit of shift. I liked modeling, I liked the industry, but I did not like being a hanger uh, because that's what it is. You, you go and you are directed to do whatever it is you need to do to get the right shot. And while I became really good at it, I decided that I needed a voice, I wanted a voice. And maybe, who knows, maybe that's why I'm sitting in front of this camera now. Um, because I think I've always fought for having a voice. So I moved um, on from that and decided to go back to school, to social work school, um, because my calling to help people was real. Went back, got into Fordham University, got my degree in, in um, social work, 
And then I started on a journey of counseling uh, clients from, uh, you know, usually women. I was, my specialty was women, women's health, children, adolescents, worked in family planning. I've worked in crisis intervention, you know, literally talking people off the Brooklyn Bridge. I've worked for suicide prevention. Um, but women and helping women get them through whatever crisis it is that they are going through at the time is, is really my strength. And um, it's really what people call upon me to do, even in my own personal relationships and, and friendships. I am the girl that you come out to, um, that you call. I am the girl that you call when you have a problem and you have tried everything and you don't know what else to do. I'm usually that person that you call and I can think of that one thing, you know, usually the last 2% to tell you what to do to how to get out of your issue or your problem. Um, but I have found recently with COVID, um, with parenting, with being locked in the house with my children for the past two years, um, with all of the changes that have been going on uh, politically, um, that I've kind of lost my voice um, just sitting at home, watching the news, seeing what's going on, um, worried about what this world is coming to, worried about how um, life is going to treat my children. When I look at my girls, how are they going to grow up? How do they survive all of this? Um, worried about just seeing the clock being turned back in a lot of ways. Um, and I found in that worry, I needed to come up with a process for myself where I could get to the bottom with how I was feeling and putting words to it. Um, so the last 2% is something that I thought about because it was something, it's something that my sister and I always say to each other. Uh, my sister over the years, you know, when we would call each other at the end of the day to find out how the other person was doing or what was going on, because I live in New York and she lives in um, Maryland, you know, we call each other at the end of the day and we're telling our stories about what's happened to us, usually one trying to one-up the other. Um, she would always say, and the last 2% is this. And then she'd drop a bomb. And I would be like, ah! And so over the years, that last 2% is always, has become the thing that we use when we communicate as kind of our gut check. That thing where you take your last breath and then you say what it is that you really feel or you say what it is um, that you think or you say what it is that you didn't really want to say but needed to. And so I have, I have kind of adapted this way of life now that we're post-COVID 
you know, kind of the gloves are off, the filters are off. And um, I think we have to process and get through much quicker on how we're going to deal with things. Um, the world is changing so fast that we've got to come up with a new way of how to deal with things because everything has changed. Everything has been turned upside down. And the only way, the only effective way that I feel like you can get to your own truth quickly is to really just admit what it is you're feeling or thinking. And then from there, you can move in such a way where you can make a choice, even though our choices and rights are being taken away from us as we speak. Um, and so therefore, you know, one of my therapists used to always say, you know, clarity gives you the ability to choose. Hi, Kim. <laughs> Clarity gives you the ability to choose. And, um, you know, with this clarity, with this 2% gut check or this 2% clarity that you have, that mic drop, that last thing that you say is where you need to process from. It's where you need to move forward. It's where you need to, to jump and go. It's usually the answer to the question. So, what can you expect from the last 2% with Alina Patton-Jones? <laughs> um, you can expect real talk and real conversation and not, you know, like I said, the gloves are off at this point. There's been too much trauma, too much loss, too much grief. Everybody is stressed out. Everybody is traumatized. Everybody is just moving from one situation to the next. And so how do we deal with that? How do we really and truly deal with that? Well, you have to deal with that from a place of the truth. And, um, and so that's what I'm, I'm attempting to reveal and do with these shows. So some of the topics coming up, the first one has got to be parenting. I mean, parenting has changed so much from when... I um, have grown up with social media. It's, it's just unbelievable. Like you, your kids are now being raised by um, Snapchat and TikTok. Um, and I find myself fighting against, especially with my teenage daughter, if there's something that she's seen on TikTok where she thinks it's the absolute truth. And I'm like, it is absolutely not true. And then, you know, we usually argue about it. But anyway, um, you know, having to fight, it's, it's hard enough just dealing in society with a kid going to school. But social media has added another layer to that. And so I definitely want to uncover, you know, the difficult part of parenting, especially in these teenage years to your young adult years. It is hard. It is difficult. You know, you have your your young adults calling you, telling you what you've done wrong as a parent. It's a lot. It's a lot. So we're going to uncover that. We're also going to talk about um, the challenges of if your parents are still lucky enough to be alive, the challenges of dealing with an elderly parent um, and what illnesses and sicknesses that you have to go through with that. Uh, I have a lot of friends dealing with 
the aging parents that have had to move in with them because of dementia, Alzheimer's, other other things that have gone on, um, and what that does to the family, what that does to your life, your marriage, all of those things, um, is it? It's real hard. It's real hard, and it's it 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 takes a lot. Um, it's a lot of challenges that you have to go through to deal with that. So I want to uncover some of that and, and potentially bring someone in that can talk about that and how we get to that 2%. How, how do we get to a place where we can not only just exist and cope, but do, especially when it comes to your parent? Um, I also want to talk about marriage and what it takes. I have been married for 25 years. Um, and my husband and I still like each other. And I think that that is, now he may not say that, but we'll see. Um, I think that is a great thing to be able to say. Um, you know, but it, it comes with a whole lot of forgiveness, a whole lot of acceptance, a whole lot of, um, communication, talking and talking, um, talking it out and being willing to come back to the table to, to fight for your marriage, fight for your partnership. Um, I also want to talk about just women and women's issues and how everything, um, is being pulled back, how women are now uh, in this place where we're actually second-class citizens again. And, um, you know, someone said to me today, you know, we all are, are second-class citizens. And you're right, we are. Um, and I want to I wanna be able to deal with that. And, and not only that, with where we are as women, but where that falls in our own life expectations with our career, how that has... Um, unfolded for us, women not being treated equally in the workplace or when you're home, you're being beat up on your, <laughs> your, your kids are beating up on you. So you, you've got those two different aspects of things, not feeling worthy enough in either case. Um, so those are some of the topics and I would be welcome. I would welcome suggestions also of things that you might want to hear. Um, and hopefully I can find an answer for you. Hopefully I can get to that 2%. Well, that is it for the day. And I just want to remind everybody again, my name is Alina Patton Jones, and you can reach out to me at alinapatton.com or on Instagram. It's at Alina underscore Patton. That's P-A-T-T-O-N. And thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time on The Last 2%. Thank you.